0: Today on The News and Why It Matters, Donald Trump is escalating his call to investigate Joe Biden. And The Joker, the movie The Joker, gets caught in the crossfire of woke culture. Got a lot coming up. It starts right now. Welcome to The News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Chad Prather. Chad Prather. Political Cowboy Chad Prather. Good to be here. Thank you for being here. We are joined by uh, two people on their maiden voyage on the show. Former South Carolina si- Senator Jim DeMint. Senator Sarah, Jim DeMint.
1: Wonderful to be with Thank you. Thank
0: you for being here. We're honored. We are honored. And uh, Rachel Bavard. You now. You guys co-wrote a book that was just released last week. It's called Conservative Knowing What to Keep. You got it. And it's available. On anywhere,
2: Amazon, Amazon anywhere, anywhere you, you can get your books.
0: books. <laughs> um, can, you, can you give us just a little, just a quick brief synopsis of what the readers can expect?
2: Yeah, well, everybody's trying to define what is conservative. What are mm-hmm. conservatives? Uh, the left likes to tell us we're racists and bigots and hateful people. And on the right, even, I think they're trying to figure out what conservatives stand for. So we really took the opportunity to update Russell Kirk's conservative mind um, and re-articulate it for this modern
0: moment. Oh, I, it, it's so needed at this <laughs> point in time. Uh, got a lot to get into today. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Um, so my son was sick uh, last night, and I ended up laying in his bed with him for way too long, and I woke up. And I was like, I need to take my relief factor right now because my back was killing me. I felt like I was 100 years old. (laughs) Uh, If you are one of the millions of Americans who just you just walk around all day in pain, you're just in Constant pain, and you just think, well, this is life. This is getting older, or this is what life is like after an accident, or whatever your case may be. It doesn't have to be that way. Relief Factor is 100% drug free. I know a lot of you out there are like, oh, 100% drug free, especially you men out there who don't like to do the natural stuff. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's no joke. It works. It targets the inflammation in your body, which most of the time is the root cause of the pain. We have had so many listeners, so many viewers reach out to us and tell us relief factor changed my life it can change yours too if you have not tried it you got to go to relieffactor.com get that three-week quick start pack it is only 19.95 by that point in time if you try it for three weeks you will know if it will work for you if it does you're out of pain and it changes your life if it doesn't you're out 20 bucks but 70%, the odds are in your favor. you got to go to relieffactor.com, or you can call 800-500-8384. So, uh, Donald Trump today never one to, uh, to back down from a, from a fight. He spoke uh, to reporters outside the White House and had some interesting remarks on uh, the investigation into Joe Biden when it comes to Ukraine and also China. Watch.
3: Well, I would think that if they were honest about it, they'd start a major investigation into the Biden. It's a very simple answer. Uh, they should investigate the Bidens, because how does a company that's newly formed and all these companies, if you look at — and, by the way, likewise, China should start an investigation into the Biden because what happened in China is just about as bad as what happened with, uh, with Ukraine. So I would say that President Zelensky, if it were me, I would recommend that they start an investigation into the Bidens, because nobody has any doubt that they weren't crooked. That was a crooked deal, 100 (laughs) percent. Chad? Nobody has any doubt they were crooked, except, of course, the Bidens. Uh, Of course, Hunter Biden was, of course, getting all these billions and millions of dollars just so he could fund his father's research into curing cancer. We know the truth. You know, that was the real deal. I love how Trump just kind of comes out and says, hey, you know, everybody's this way. He he speaks in such extremes Mm -hmm. with these things. But I think that uh, you are seeing turning point in history in a very big way. There's going to be, I think we're just one thread away from just pulling the right string, and you're gonna see some major unraveling of historical proportions. Mm -hmm. And and I do encourage everyone to watch Glenn Beck's special tonight, 9.30 Eastern. He's going to unpack some things I, like like Glenn's over my shoulder and I know He's he can hear me. Us. I know you're back there. He's so right I'm here. not just I'm not kissing up to you. But I'm telling you, I've never been so excited about a Glenn Beck special than I am tonight on the Ukraine. And uh, we'll
0: probably give you several reminders throughout the show. But uh, when you watch it on Blaze TV, you can uh, save twenty dollars on your subscription with promo code GB20 off. Uh, so, Senator, you are Very familiar, more familiar than any of us with kind of the ins and outs of the swamp, the so-called swamp. What are your thoughts on all of this going on right now?
1: i got to love the way Trump is handling it. Most of the time, the the swamp just backs people into a corner. Your press people tell you, just don't say anything, hope it will go away. (laughs) But, you know, if somebody hits him, he hits them back. And I don't think the swamp is used to that. But to come out and go after China to investigate. Of course, good luck, because <laughs> if, if if the Bidens were doing deals over there, it was with the Communist Party, and they're not going to throw somebody under the bus. But it's a good point, uh, because it wasn't just you, Ukraine, it was China. So I like the fact that he pushes back and doesn't let people get him curled up under the desk in the fetal position like a lot of us have been, and sometimes in Washington. But I, what Chad is saying is important. This, this is, I mean, we laugh at just what's going on, but it's deadly serious that the, the Congress is really talking about impeachment from this very benign transcript. And all the evidence looks like it was a setup mm-hmm. that there was somebody in the CIA was working with the Democrats in, in the House. And and don't try to tell me that the staff member for Adam Schiff did not talk to the congressman. Right. That does not happen. So uh, it's about to explode my head that all the evidence seems to be against uh, the, the Democrats on. Uh, but they keep talking about Trump, so I'm glad he's still punching back.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Rachel. Uh, of course, what uh, what the senator is referring to is Adam Schiff. Was I think unknowingly he forgot that he went on Morning Joe on September 17th and said
2: he had never spoken to the. Yeah, whistleblower.
0: we've never talked to the whistleblower before. We'd love to talk to him. Oh, mm. but yes, please. My team would love to talk to him oh, whoops, then it comes out yesterday that it turns out his office spoke to the whistleblower a week before the report was
2: even filed. What do you make of that? Well, and I think what's really telling here is that This whistleblower went to the Democrats. The House Democrat Intelligence Committee gave no such notice to the Republican-controlled Senate Intelligence Committee. So if this was someone who didn't have a partisan agenda, he failed in making that clear. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's a he, but it could be a she. We we don't know who the whistleblower is. But I think that, to the overall point that Trump is making, the hypocrisy on this point is stunning. Mm -hmm. What we know about Hunter Biden is that everywhere his dad was making policy, Hunter Biden was making a profit. Mm -hmm. And we saw this from him working with credit card companies his dad was chair of Senate Banking, to China, to Ukraine. And say what you will about the Trump kids, but they have done nothing of of any sort to set up a lobbying arm while their father's in power and directly make millions from that deal. And so for the Democrats to pretend this is a distraction and somehow not relevant, I think exposes the swamp for exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, It is interesting, too,
0: because you would think that a man who knew that he was guilty of something like this would not go out in public after he was accused of asking you know, the the president of Ukraine to investigate a, uh, a rival, a political opponent. You would think that a man who was guilty of that, truly guilty of that, would not then go out in public and double down in front of cameras.
3: Well, and the same with Vice President Biden, who's going to say that he never had any dealings with any of the Ukrainian business partners of Hunter Biden's or Devin Archer's or, you know, Chris Hines. It, it, and there's a golf picture of them playing yeah. in a foursome, mm-hmm. you know. Did you see, a-
0: did you see <laughs> Trump's tweet that was deleted? Yeah,
3: the uh, Nickelback Trump, of course, this, this oh, photograph, amazing. and of course, Nickelback pulled back on the thing.
2: Maybe the greatest tweet of all time. Oh, Maybe, possibly. My God. maybe, possibly. maybe the goat. Do yes, you have it? and I want,
3: I'd love <laughs> to hear the senator's perspective on this because let's face it we live in this 21st century world of social media which i like i've said i want to i want to punch and kiss mark zuckerberg in the mouth for creating (laughs) this this atrocity that has made so many careers and and ruined so many lives at the same time but when you see the president troll on that level yeah is it, is, do you feel like that's a positive thing or is that just him counterpunching to the point of saying, this is who I am and it's not going to be any different? Well,
1: I, I don't really like that he has to do it, mm-hmm. but if he wasn't speaking directly to Americans, uh, they wouldn't know what he was thinking or they wouldn't know the truth. It, w- when I was in the Senate, really, you felt like you had to funnel everything you thought and believed and did through the media, press mm-hmm. releases or whatever. But uh, as emails developed, it, it, you know, before I left the Senate, I, my email list was bigger than the subscription of the state <laughs> papers. So you could be on equal ground with them. But if he wasn't speaking for himself, there are not too many people who, who would speak for him right. right now. And it's hard to know what's going on. I mean, Rachel's worked in the House and the Senate, as I have. She was at Heritage, and now she's leading a conservative organization with me. And m- you hardly ever see on the news what's really happening in sure. Washington. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder about that,
3: though. Don't you, Sarah, when you look at it and you're thinking, like, maybe people just need to get a sense of humor yeah. with some of these things. But yeah. that's obsolete, isn't it? Oh,
0: <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's obsolete. It, it is. Well, because politics has just become the new religion. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we're so yeah. tribalistic that you can't you can't joke about Donald Trump. Putting a Nickelback video up on Twitter—that's not funny. <laughs> yeah, you'll get ran into.
3: You'll get tackled while mowing your grass. <laughs>
0: Break your ribs. Break yeah. your ribs. Yeah, I
2: mean, it's—it's just—it's incredible how uh, how divided we've we've become. I think that is the magic of Trump, though. To some extent, he just doesn't care, and doesn't. he will double down on it and sort of expose the heads exploding on the left. And yeah. I think the right looks at that and says, "This is
3: unsustainable. Obvi- <laughs> They're going to implode." Yeah. Obviously, Donald Trump wasn't sitting at Photoshop or video, you know editor and putting the picture of the Bidens there in a, in a nickelback thing. So can you imagine how good of a feeling it would be if you're a staffer and you come and you say, Mr. President, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> look at this. And he's like, yes, run with it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like pouring gas on a fire. i bet met the press people say, don't show it to him. He'll send it. Out. Absolutely.
0: I mean, I do think that there is a lot of truth to what you're saying, Senator, because personally, um, myself, I, I did not even I didn't vote for Trump mm-hmm. in, in 2016. I didn't trust him. I didn't know what he was about. Still's I was over. I it. was concerned. <laughs> and excuse me, you can relate. I, mean, I, can I don't relate. know who you voted for. but I, I, know I you voted for him.
3: There was two boxes. One said Hillary Clinton. The other one said not Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I went with that one.
0: Yeah, um, But I feel like because of the way that the media has treated him, it's pushed myself included so many Americans to just say, you know what? I've had it. I don't. I'm happy that he's punching back yeah. against the media. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. happy that he's doing what he's doing because the way that you are treating this man is completely yeah. and totally unjustified and unfair.
1: I, I think it will unite America in, mm-hmm. in, in, in a lot of ways. But I've heard so many people say this, Sarah, that they would look around and say, I, you know, I don't like what he said on Twitter. I'm glad he said it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Somebody's kind of speaking for him, and most of us don't feel like we can go that directly at someone's throat. But they've been going at his throat since he, he mm-hmm. came to office. They've been talking about impeaching him before mm-hmm. the inauguration. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just, I don't blame him for swinging back. And, and, I, and you, you cannot fight the swamp and be elegant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's and, a really good point. Nice, yeah. nice doesn't win in Washington. And I hate that about our country. So his personality is perfect for what he's dealing with. And, and and it's a mud wrestling match up there right now, and he's better at it than I was. <laughs> <laughs> Do your thoughts, Rachel?
2: No, I think Senator Mitt makes a really good point, point. and we hear you know this all around the country. People hate how our politics have become shirts and skins and debased and all these things. But this is what it's like, and I think for a long time people on the right have tried to rise above it. Well, the Democrats have not, and I think Trump is meeting them where. They're at, for lack of a better term, and I think people feel that on the right feel cathartic about that. Yeah, yeah.
0: the right man uh, for the job at the right time. <laughs> yeah. Back in a
3: minute. Um, ben Carson told me at dinner last night, he said.
0: we get back into the conversation we want to thank our sponsor realestateagentsitrust.com if you are looking to buy or sell your house you got to go to realestateagentsitrust.com they are sort of like your matchmaking service for uh you know those of you who maybe you're moving from one state to another and you're like i don't know what neighborhood is going to have you know families that are going to be good for my kids to spend time with I don't know, you know, I just want to like not live next to a drug dealer. That would be (laughs) awesome also. Um, You don't know. You don't know the ins and outs of this new place that you've never been to. That's where you can rely on realestateagentsitrust.com to help you. This is uh, Glenn himself. He founded the company with his wife, Tanya. And so they have done a really great job of compiling this, this team of realtors that they've already vetted them for you. They've already done the vetting, and so you know that they are the experts in their area. They do it full-time. They're not what we call dabblers in real estate. And trust me, there are a lot of them out there. Uh, they are. They share your values. So if you are looking to buy, to sell, whatever the case may be, you got to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. They have them all over the country. They have one where you're located. You can go uh, to the website, type in your zip code, and you will be matched with a real estate agent near you or where you are going. Um, so before we move on, to the Joker, just want to <laughs> wanna get your thoughts on, as we're talking about Trump, Biden, Ukraine, China, want to get your thoughts on the talk of impeachment. Now, I know, well, I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb and say everyone at this table thinks the impeachment inquiry is a total joke. I think you would be right. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, we're in the know, right? We, we probably pay attention to politics and what's going on a lot more than the average American. Uh, some interesting things, of course, not non-scientific polls. But there have been a couple people, uh, Donna Brazil and Rosie O'Donnell, who obviously very left-leaning people. They'll post these little polls on Twitter saying, you know, do you think Donald Trump should be impeached? And... The, the times that I've seen it happen, Donna Brazil included uh, this latest one is Rosie O'Donnell that we have here. The majority of people actually say no, and then in the case of Rosie, she ends up deleting the tweet because <laughs> the uh, the results are not exactly entirely what she expected. So 58% voted on Rosie's poll and said no, 42% said yes. Again, obviously it's not a scientific poll. Uh, you know we're not taking it very seriously, but I do think. There is something to be said for how the American public is perceiving the impeachment inquiry, Chad?
3: Yeah, well, you know, living in the world of comedy, I know Rosie. Rosie knows me. We've had I'm our sorry. We've had our public—Rosie's a sweetheart. She just—the heart's there. It's just deep in. You know, you've <laughs> got to really go find it. And I feel sorry for Rosie in a big way because I don't know what happened to Rosie in her childhood or whatever, but she's never healed up from it. You're, you're dealing with somebody who, who has truly been victimized at some point in their life and hasn't gotten their healing. And the bitterness that's there—I mean, she's come at me. We've gone back and forth and in love tried to have this conversation— But let me tell you, this is the, this is, you start to see the unhinged nature of what is going on here. These people aren't dealing in reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, they they don't understand. They still, three years after this election, still don't understand. The disenfranchised people of America who feel like Washington, D.C. had forgotten them put this man in office because they were tired of the mistrust and the, the, the lack of ability to be in contact with somebody they felt had their best interests at heart. And they still haven't grasped that fact. They still feel disenfranchised yeah. from the system. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you worry, Senator, that... Uh the average American is not going to understand the truth because they've got the mainstream media just blasting all of these inaccurate headlines at them?
1: I've learned Americans are a lot smarter than we give credit mm-hmm. uh, for, but the good news here is that the Democrats are doing this a year before the election. Mm-hmm. If it was a couple of weeks, sometimes it's hard for people to get information because it doesn't come through the mainstream right. media. But there'll be plenty of time here, but... But your point about Rosie uh, is, is, a, is a good example of how the left responds to the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if they set up their own system, if it doesn't come out the way they want, it, it's deleted. Yeah. They don't want yeah. to know anything that doesn't fit their paradigm. Uh, that's a dangerous situation. We write about that a lot in, in, the, in the book. You see it on college campuses. They don't want to know any facts or statistics about climate change. It's just the truth. It's their religion. So I, I don't like what's happening in Washington right now. And, but as we said before, I think maybe President Trump is, a, is the right one to handle it for, mm-hmm. for our time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel, do you feel like, I feel like the American people, they are a, a, a fair and you know, just body of people. And if it did come out that Trump really did do something and there was solid evidence to show that he did
2: something horrible... They would, they would say that, they, that it wasn't right. Do you think? Yeah, I think that's right. I think Democrats have two major problems here. One, their narratives keep collapsing. Mm-hmm. Like, they keep trying to pin something on them and it keeps, you know, collapsing in their face. And we keep getting back to this, well, orange man bad, so now we must impeach. And I think that's a, the American people are exhausted by that. I, I have a sense, and judging from some of the more moderate Democrats in their town halls over this recess break, they're not talking about impeachment because their constituents don't want to talk about it. They want to talk about things they care about. And that's the second risk for Democrats, they're not addressing health care, they're not addressing drug prices, gun, gun, tr- gun control, all the things they say are important to them and important to their voters, they have no intention of doing because they're just obsessed with investigating Trump, and I really think it may backfire.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: Senator Nancy Pelosi
0: held off on this impeachment yeah. a really, really long time. All of a sudden, she jumps the gun with this particular uh, phone call Mm-hmm. between Donald Trump and the president of Ukraine. Why do you think that is?
1: I think the pressure just built up on, uh, on her, and a lot of the money that's supporting the Democrat Party now has gotten further and further to the left, and, and she held out against that, uh, but I think she probably regrets um, actually acting before they saw the transcripts, because as <laughs> Rachel said, this, this is starting to, to fall apart, and then uh, she probably feels a little bit trade by her, her chairman of the committee who actually knew about it and probably had a lot to do with writing it and changing the check mark of the secondhand information and a lot of things that are going to come out so um, she was probably wise but she caved to pressure and I think it's they're going to get burned
2: can I just add to that you know to Senator's point, She didn't want to do this. She held out for as long as she could. She faced so much pressure from the left that when you saw her come out and make this announcement, it was like watching a hostage video. Mm -hmm. I mean, she didn't want to be there. She really didn't. And she refused to take questions. I mean, she knows. She's not dumb. The lady, she's a savvy, savvy lady. And she's done this for a long time. She watched Republicans blow themselves up over it with the Clinton impeachment. She knows what they're walking into, and I don't think it's going to end well. Mm. Be be brave, Nancy. Come (laughs) on, stand your ground,
0: Chad. What do you think? Well,
3: I'm just saying, you know, back in February, when those kids came in and approached Dianne Feinstein about the Green New Deal and she says, look, I know it'll pass and what won't pass. I mean, she tried to be as diplomatic as possible as she could with these kids. I literally felt sorry for Senator Feinstein in that in that scenario. This is one I sort of feel sorry for Nancy, too. Like, I feel sorry
0: She's for... She's got the kids. Like, like, yeah. yeah, I yeah. feel yeah. sorry Mother for her. I mean, you're getting pressure
3: from the squad, you yeah, know? The and kids. Nancy's like, I, you could tell. Yeah. I don't want to be here. I don't yeah. want to be doing this. Like, eh, I can't <laughs> be doing this right now. And, you know, I, sometimes I feel sorry for Joe Biden, when his teeth pop out during a debate, I mean, there are times where I look and I'm like, "Why are these people being subjected to this kind of torture?" It's really mad. But this is the kind of thing. It really is, (laughs) and this is the kind of thing that, uh, honestly, and we talk in extremes here by saying this. This could be the absolute undoing of the Democratic Party.
0: Well, so do you think that Nancy Pelosi would be the person? To blame the most for that?
3: Well, she's the Speaker of the House. I mean, she's the one who ultimately it stops with the leadership to use the same rhetoric and the same logic they're using to say, well, no matter what goes on, ultimately it falls on the lap of Donald Trump. Well, back to the Democrats. It's got to come back to her. What
1: are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on that? I don't know how this is going to end up right now, but uh, I suspect it's going to backfire. Uh, The problem is, is the Democrats have been crying wolf for so long. Mm I don't think Americans are going to take it as seriously as they did the Russian investigation. Mm-hmm. And, and even before Russia, they were talking about impeachment when there was nothing but chewing gum in class or whatever he did in the campaign. <laughs> so I, I just think their credibility has worn out. And this is a big reach a party that has very little credibility and the Congress that has very little credibility. So they're not doing the, the Congress or our political system any any, any good. And So I, I do worry for the country yeah. when our government uh, officials have absolutely no credibility anymore and we believe our intelligence agencies are lying to us, mm-hmm. the Justice Department is not just. I mean, this is not good for the, the leader of the free world.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, great points. Back in
2: a minute. Below <laughs> it was like a hostage awesome video, though. She was like, in case
0: you didn't hear earlier in the show, or I don't know, uh, you're living under a rock and you haven't been listening or watching anything for the last week, Glenn has got a huge Ukraine special coming up. It is finally here. It's tonight, and I know the team has been working extremely hard uh, to put this together for you guys so that it's easy to understand. I mean, don't worry. There's only like a million chalkboards that you have to follow along with. (laughs) Nothing major. (laughs) Don't worry. In all seriousness, though, it will be the easiest thing for you to follow because as we found out this week, there are a lot of moving parts (coughs) to the corruption story of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And who better to, uh, to tell you that story than the one and only Glenn Beck. So again, you can find that. You can find it on Blaze TV. It's going to be streaming. Uh, so those of you who are subscribers, you can find it on Blaze TV. If you are not a subscriber, you can also go to uh, Glenn Beck's Facebook page. It will be streaming there as well, along with uh, YouTube. So Blaze TV's YouTube, you can find it there as well. It starts at 9 30 eastern 8 30 central and again don't forget you want to join the blaze which you should you're gonna want to join after this if you haven't already you can use uh code gb20 off for 20 dollars off of your annual subscription again don't miss it tonight ukraine special joe biden and hunter biden exposed overtime starts next don't miss it blaze tv.com
3: i'm putting a bootleg version on my Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com.
0: So the movie The Joker comes out tonight, uh, and the director was responsible for comedies previously. So The Hangover, Road Trip, Old School... Um, and apparently said that he is not doing comedies anymore because uh, the woke culture mm-hmm. just completely ruined it, and he wants no part of it anymore.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of things that are going on in this. Why, like why, people ask, why is this news? Okay, well, this is a cultural, it's another sign of the times. Wait, culturally. did you say
0: white people ask?
3: No, a lot of people. white people. But I, but, white people. But we can talk about, I'll get to white people in a minute. It all comes around to white people. Uh, Because ultimately, it's all the white people's fault. And by the way, this director is white. Uh, But you can't do, you know, you know my philosophy, Sarah. You've heard me say it a million times. Doing comedy, I don't apologize to anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make fun of everybody. Equal opportunity. First of all, myself. Then I don't care if you're gay, straight, black, white, fat, skinny, male, female. We're going to make fun of everybody. And so, we're going to do that. And he he came out and he said, you know, they've ruined comedy comedy because everything is and that's why so many comedians are just going just forget it man you got 30 million people out there on twitter trying to critique everything you do and it's gotten impossible Now, the problem with the joker is they're they're coming out with this movie where here you have a guy who maybe is not 100 percent in the head dealing with bullying issues and and now he's going to take it back into his own hands and he's going to fight back and mm-hmm. it gets psychopathic and obviously this guy is a major villain that we've known for years and years and so a lot of people are wanting to ban this movie, you know, get rid of it. And, and woke culture is looking at it and saying, well, not only do we not want it funny, we don't want anything that's very close to reality either, because it might trigger some psychopath out there. And, and the issue that you have here is, do you blame the artist for the reaction of the person who sees the art? And that's you can't do that, because that, like I'm not a fan of Picasso. No question he's an artist, but I'm not a fan of it. Okay, well, that's not Picasso's fault. Yeah. I just don't, I'm not a fan of it. You're just a rude. Exactly. I, exactly. I didn't go, and I'm speaking to a very cultured sommelier over here. So, so like, if I go to see a Superman movie, I'm not going to go jump off a building in the thoughts that I can fly. And back to white people for a second. <laughs> these
1: Obviously. white people are we'll here, here that
3: want to talk about woke culture and, and all these things, stop using the word woke. First of all, it is a word derived from the language of the African-American community and popularized. In 2014 by Black Lives Matter. So if you're going to be white and continue to use the phrase woke and claim that you are woke, you are appropriating the language of a culture that's not your own, and you're also supporting Black Lives Matter. So shut up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It does. It is a little bit (laughs) ironic, maybe, if you will, that Hollywood seems to be, they're kind of eating their own in in a way because they're the ones who are out there always talking about how we need to ban guns and we need to ban this and we need to ban that, and now all of a sudden the tables have turned on them. And they're not allowed to make movies anymore.
1: Well, it's not just movies. I, I give a lot of speeches, and mm-hmm. I, I I've, I'm afraid to even you know mm-hmm. open with a, a comment because, like Chad said, a uh, normally uh, humor that works. You're making fun of yourself, or you're making fun of somebody else, or just teasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if guys really like each other, they give each other a hard sure. time and yeah. make fun of the way they swing a golf club or whatever. But yeah. you <laughs> you're just afraid if you. I've even had somebody come up to me after a speech, and I said something just was self-deprecating, and they were mad at me mm-hmm. for doing that because it involved. Loved other people or something <coughs> so it just takes the fun out of being funny yeah and I never was that funny anyway so <laughs> um, so but I and, and I think the point of uh, the, the the Joker guy was that there are 30 million people. It's not just like there are a few people in the audience now. Mm-hmm. You've you got this kind of piling on that suffocates you. And even if you don't care, you almost have to care if everywhere you go, somebody's mm-hmm. mad at you for something you you didn't do. So I, I think we all just need to f- forget it and start doing what we want to anyway and just ignore the, the woke cu- culture Agreed. or whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, I think, I, you know, since I don't have to get elected anymore to anything, I think I'll just go, go, go back to giving speeches. You know, That's a good fun plan. They, they, you know, my staff in the Senate took my Twitter account away from me because I was always thinking something was cute at night that didn't seem yeah. as cute the next day. But the last, just so I'll throw this in, that last tweet I did, it was snowing like two feet in Washington, and we were still at their voting. And I just, uh, I think I was watching a football game at night or something. I just tweeted, it's going to keep snowing in Washington until Al Gore cries uncle. And I just sent it out. And I didn't think anything about it. But next morning, the gym on the elliptical, I looked up, and this little stream going under. It was my tweet on (laughs) television. That was the last time I tweeted in person anyway. (laughs) I
3: wish wish Mike Huckabee had a staff like that.
0: <laughs> Sometimes it's needed. All right. Uh, Rachel, to their points. So um, one of the, the, the quotes of a doctor, I believe, who is talking about how we really need to be careful. Maybe we should consider taking this movie out of theaters. Uh, they had said they're calling them insoles. Mm-hmm. Right. Insole, it, it might encourage insults to, uh, you know, to... To, to uh, kind of a
3: copycat of right, things that exactly, we've seen before, exactly. like with the dark night in Aurora, yes, Colorado. Yes. Yeah, the shooting. So
0: they said while many incels do not engage in violence, some within the community encourage or commit violent acts as retribution for perceived societal wrongdoing against them. Some incel attackers have claimed inspiration from previous mass shooters. Sounds
2: like a really great reason uh, to promote the Second Amendment to me. Right. No, well, I just think it, it, these, it just goes back to this idea that this is a much broader problem in our society, right? The movie is not causing these people to do anything. Our society has failed these individuals, these incels, in some terrible way. Let's talk about that and not these movies because I think there are a lot of existential questions and philosophical questions we've addressed here. But can I also just say that, like, the wokes are really ruining my jam here. Like, it's, <laughs> nothing is it's fun anymore. Vibe. Right. But it also just sounds Exhausting to be yeah, this woke. Yeah. Like, there was a New York Times reporter who was so woke that he went to the bathroom products purchased by the New York Times, traced them back to be purchased from a subsidiary owned by another company, owned by Dick Uline, who was a Trump supporter, mm-hmm. and then, like, was so woke that he's like, I can't use the, <laughs> the tissues at New York Times Stop. because like, yeah. this sounds exhausting.
1: Oh. <laughs> Listen, and, and to your
3: point, so my my editorial producer, uh, Candice Ortiz, and I are working on an upcoming Chad Prather show special. We're going to it's going to be called what it means to wake up woke, and it's going to be about a person who wakes up in a world that's completely changed. It's everything they've ever wished for. It is a woke world, and what does that world look like, and what is the day that they spend? It's going to be a nightmare.
1: Sarah, just a point about um, a violent movie. Um, as Rachel says, it's much more than a movie, but I think much mm-hmm. the instigating of, of violence and incivility, more of that's coming from Washington. Mm-hmm. In the entertainment industry, and when your leaders act that way, when when they essentially murder someone like a Kavanaugh, and yeah. when when people look in at their leaders, that's real. Yeah. That's more likely to incite violence than something we know is pretend on, 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 in, in a movie. So I'm really worried about just the incivility that's mm-hmm. being demonstrated by our leaders and what it does to our culture. It is essentially a permission slip for me to treat you in a bad way. Yeah. And I, I just don't think we talk about that enough.
0: Yeah. Before we move on to um, uh, our next topic, I, I do want to get your thoughts on, I feel like woke culture and cancel culture are just kind of parallel with each other, right? Um, where do you see can- this cancel culture ending? Because I feel like eventually the pendulum has to swing back, right? If we're going to penalize every single person for anything that they've done that was bad when they were younger, yeah. eventually no one's going to be allowed to have a job. No one's going to be allowed to be in society yeah. because all of us have done something when we were children that was bad. hmm where, where? I mean, is or this? There wasn't even this bad happen? then, but
2: it's bad now. Right? right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> in context, it was totally fine. It was totally acceptable <laughs> back in 1950. Well, I can, t- tell you
1: this: if there were cell phone cameras when I was in college, <laughs> you would have never seen me run for office. Yeah. So, uh, I, and it worries me every time I meet someone who says, "I knew you in high school." And I said, mm. "Oh, good." Cool. <laughs> <laughs> How well did you know me, though? <laughs> That's right. So, I don't know if this is just a phase, or not. we can't do this to each other. I mean, you can't go back when someone's 16 or something you wrote this guy who was Mm. doing something what was bud light collecting money for and and it was something he wrote when he was 16? Yes, yes. Yeah, the Bush oh, line I mean, in, yes. in Iowa. I mean, yeah. hopefully, the, the way to get rid of it is for people to stop taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. But, fort- mm-hmm. I mean, he, he continued to raise money, which tells us most people uh, are on his side. You know, Trump had the best fundraising he's had when they decided to impeach him. So I think it's showing us that America's really okay. Mm-hmm. It's just that we've got this crazy group out there that's trying to make us think we're not okay.
2: Mm. Do you share his optimism, Rachel? I do you know I think this is unsustainable so yeah, I'm optimistic in the sense of that it will end but either because we all implode or we fix it right
3: so well, that, debate, that first soon. one didn't sound very optimistic. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Hold on a second. <laughs> it ends in a pall of fire or we move on.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Rashida Tlaib. The, I love her. One of the members of the squad. What is, isn't she the Ringo? No no the Ringo is Ayana. Ayana. Yeah sorry. Uh, Wait, which one r- would Rashida be?
3: Dude. Rashida would probably be a solid George Harrison.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, She is in some hot water right now because she was touring uh, the Detroit Police Department. They have this new facial recognition software. And uh, she seems to think that the analysts that they have should not be white, or at least not non-African American. Watch her explanation. You know what? And also, analysts need to be African Americans, not people that are not because let me tell you, no, it happens all the time. It's true. Okay. I mean, I think I think non-African-Americans think African-Americans
2: all look the same. I've seen it even on the House floor, people calling Elijah Cummings John Lewis and John Lewis Elijah Cummings, and they're totally different people. I'm just saying. I see it all the time, and I love them because they like go along with it. <laughs>
1: I trust people I know. who are trained, <laughs> regardless yeah, yeah, of I race, mean, regardless of it's gender. Like yeah, about scary. the training. But it does
2: make a huge difference. So, it okay. does. The animals. <laughs>
0: that of course. That okay, even the police chief is like, get, yeah. Yeah. get <laughs> out <laughs> of <laughs> here. That poor police chief. He was like,
1: what?
3: Yeah. I don't know if Steve can, get, Steve can go back and get a screen grab when she first starts talking. The guy over her right shoulder there just freeze-frame it. His <laughs> eyes as he's staring oh. at her as she's first talking. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him, like, right there. Like, what did you, what? What? And he's like, "What is she you just?" You can
2: hear saying? the record screeching. Yeah. Brain. Like,
3: like, like, I don't know what to say because here's a Congressperson. I'm supposed to respect her, but that gum, what just came out of her I mouth? I thought
1: you were going to tell me the system recognized her as some kind of.
3: That like, yeah, we didn't go there. But.
0: I like that story too. Here's a
3: Palestinian woman of Palestinian descent. She's Lebanese. You know, uh, it, 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 telling an African American man that they all look alike. <laughs>
2: It's incredibly
3: racist, actually. It it really is. I mean, she's not African-American, but she's saying, well, of course, everybody, it's just like when Hillary Clinton said it, and everybody chuckled, and she looks around for affirmation, which is funny to me, because people are like,
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, because she's in in the normal world, and everyone's like, I'm sorry, what? She's like, yeah, right, guys, right? Yeah, Yeah.
3: right. Who's got my back? No. Literally no Uh, one.
2: Literally, that's the most racist thing we've heard all day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It does seem like the left does have a pass to say anything racist, uh, and they never really have any repercussions for it. I mean, could you imagine for a second if President Mm -mm. Trump said that? Mm -mm. Could you imagine the blowback? I mean, he'd be impeached.
3: Yeah. Again, <laughs> again, Another the inquiry. double
1: standard yeah. is becoming more and more obvious the the hypocrisy, and again, going back to what we said, I really think, after going through a number of elections myself where I, I thought, "Oh gosh, this thing's going to cave in on me after all the bad commercials they ran, people tend to be a, a little bit smarter than we think. So I kind of trust the American people if we can ever uh, mm-hmm. kind of get their point of view. Mm-hmm. We've talked about we we travel a lot around the country. Americans are doing just fine. Yeah, uh, they get along. They're they're not racist. Um, <laughs> and it's just our leadership and our right. entertainment and the right. media that are trying to foment all of this stuff. Um, it it really makes me mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yesterday's poll, if the Democrats push impeachment through the House, will it help or hurt Trump's chances in 2020? Eighty nine percent of you said it will help Trump's chances in 2020. Eleven percent said it will hurt uh, his chances in 2020. No surprises there, I
3: think. No, nope, not really. I, I think, again, you look at the Democrats, they've had three years. They haven't done anything for the constituencies or the communities. They haven't done anything but try to get this man out of office. And I think people are absolutely sick of it.
1: Yeah. Do you agree? Yes, I do. Yeah.
2: I agree, although I, I will say I think there is risk, and I think it's for the Senate Republicans. They have to have Trump's back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if, they, if those impeachment proceedings at, you know, go out of the House, they come over to the Republican Senate, and there's a second of beard stroking, mm-hmm. <laughs> of feeling all like statesmanlike and not looking at this, at what it is, which is a, a farce of a process, I think that could hurt Trump. So I think a lot of it depends on Senate Republicans. They need to man up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, looking at you, Ben. <laughs> All right, today's
0: poll, who do you want to see Trump face off against in 2020? I feel like that we've had this poll before, but it, it's always good to get a refresher, I guess. So, your options are Sleepy Joe. This says Pocahontas, but I like to call her Focahontas. Pocahonky. Hillary, because now, of course, the world is crazy in 2019, and we're, again, talking about, is Hillary going to run in 2020? Or, just for kicks, Greta, say her last name, Greta.
3: Thunberg. Thank you. Thunberg. You have stolen my childhood.
2: <laughs> How dare you. How dare you. <laughs> the memes, they just write themselves. They do. <laughs> so
0: we, it's just a fun poll, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. you know, just, just just for jokes, but around the table really quickly. Sleepy I, Joe.
3: I said six months ago and everybody laughed at me, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton's going to get back in this thing no. that she's making the book rounds. Yes. I'm telling you, we're on <laughs> Moo Moo Watch. As long as she's wearing <laughs> Moo Moo's, we're safe. She, the pantsuits come out. <laughs> She's running. Run. Uh, and more and more pantsuits are coming. Uh, what do
1: you think? I want to see Pocahontas and Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be a continuous comedy routine. It, it would though? bring humor back to America. It would. Well, she's,
0: I mean, isn't she the, like the poor man's Hillary Clinton, basically? <laughs> when, when it comes to the debate stage.
1: But even more than Hillary, she's built her whole life on a lie. A lie. You know, that she's yes. a minority. And, yes. it, and the fact that she's, it looks like she's going to break her way through here. Uh, And I never thought Joe would make it because Mm -hmm. when everybody knows who you are and two-thirds want somebody else, it's probably not going to work out well. And that's the way it's been from the beginning.
0: Yeah, definitely not after tonight when you get exposed, (laughs) Joe. What do you think, Rachel? Give me Greta. Meme me. (laughs) I just want to meme
2: this election into existence. I
0: just can't handle a 16-year-old lecturing me about anything. Let us know what you guys think on our very scientific poll Mm -hmm. by going to the Blazes Twitter that is at. The Blaze. And don't forget, you got to get their new book. They co-authored it. It is called Conservative, Knowing What to Keep. You can buy it anywhere. You get your books. Amazon, for those of you who are too lazy to walk to the bookstore. Me. Wherever you want to get it. I know. I'm guilty of it, too. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks, Sarah. Chad. Fun to be with you. It was an honor. It was an absolute honor. We'll see you guys
3: tomorrow. I am excited to read the book. I really am. That's been my